Good morning, Connect Church. Uh, I'm so glad that you're able to join us online this morning. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I wish we could all gather together here in person. And I'm looking forward to the time when we will be back here together in one place on a Sunday morning. But for now, I'm just so thankful that due to technology and this equipment that we can still have an online experience, a digital experience here this morning. So thanks for tuning in and joining us here at Connect this morning. So if you've uh, ever played baseball or t-ball or softball or coached these sports or even golf, you'll know that one of the very first lessons you learn is that it's very important to keep your eye on the ball. You have to keep your eye on the ball. That's the key to a lot of these sports. And you take your eye off the ball and you can miss it. Bad things can happen. Um, just recently, the Jane family became a dog family. We, uh, we got a new dog called Surrey, and uh, we're teaching him all sorts of tricks. And one of the tricks is that we'll throw him a treat, and he has to catch that treat. And a lot of the times he catches it, but sometimes he takes his eye off of the object, whether it's a treat or something else, and, and he misses it. But fortunately, it's only occasionally, unlike some of these dogs that I don't think ever really fully understood the importance of keeping your eye on the object as it's coming towards you. Check this out. There you have it, some, uh, some dogs there not doing very well at being dogs. But I want to talk about that this morning a little bit and just talk about the idea of what are you keeping your eye on at this time? Where is your focus at this time? See, this is a, a crazy time that we're living in right now and things are happening all around us. But as followers of Jesus, I think he has a lot to help guide us. I think he has a lot that he wants to say to us that helps us through these times. God has a lot he wants to teach us. For example, in James 4, verse 8, listen to what James said in James chapter 4, verse 8. He said, wash your hands, you sinners. That's actually what it says in James 4, 8. So before the CDC even came up with the guidelines, right there in the Bible, wash your hands. But there's actually a, that's the second part of James 4.8. I like the first part of James 4.8 a little bit better. It says this in the first part of James chapter 4, verse 8. It says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. I think the key for us as followers of Jesus during these, these challenging times is to be intentional at drawing near to God. 
to paying attention on where, where our eyes are focused. Are we focusing on God at this time? Are we drawing near to God? Because if we will, he'll draw near to us. Are we focusing on God? Because I believe if we focus on God, then he will come into focus in our eyes. But with all these distractions around us, it can be very easy, can't it, to turn our attention away from God. So if you're dealing with any kind of um, fear or anxiety during this season, I want to talk about that a little bit this morning. Talk about how I believe that just adjusting your focus, just, just turning your attention, drawing near to God, can be the key to Him drawing near to you to, to help you during these, these difficult times. There's actually a great example of this that I want to look at this morning. It was a time when Jesus and His disciples were in a boat. You may have heard this story before. It was a time when they were crossing this lake and a, and a huge storm came up. And the disciples were full of, of fear and anxiety. And I think as we look at this story together, you're going to see some similarities maybe with, with how you're feeling right now and, and what's going on in the world around us right now. And I think we're going to be able to learn from the way that the disciples responded, the challenge that Jesus gave them, and most importantly, where we choose to focus at these times. The story can be found in Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. And it goes like this. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall or storm came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, he rebuked the wind, and he said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And this last verse, verse 41, says they were terrified. And they asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. This is an incredible glimpse into just a small situation that took place here between Jesus and the disciples. But such a lot to learn from this small story. One of my favorite things about, about this incident is that we, we get this view of Jesus, we get this perspective of Jesus where we get to see his, the fact that he's fully God, but he's also fully human. You know, Jesus, when he came down from heaven to earth, he came as the son of God. He came as, as God himself to walk the earth, and yet he came in human form. He came as a human being. And at times, it's, we can tend to look at him one way or the other. And I think in this particular instance, we see both sides of him at work. You see, there was a part of him that was fully God. Jesus, the, the Son of God. Jesus, who was present at creation when the world was formed. Stands up and, and speaks to the wind and to the waves and, and commands them to be quiet. Such a powerful moment that the disciples who were afraid initially of the storm itself, it says they were even more afraid when they saw the power of God at work in Jesus. They were terrified. They said, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. 
So we see this example of, of Jesus, the Son of God at work. But, but just a verse or two before, we see Jesus, the man. Jesus, the human that you and I can relate to. You see, just before we learned that um, when the storm came up, where was Jesus? He was asleep in the stern. He was asleep in the stern of the boat. Now, the stern, that's a, a nautical term for the back of the boat. So all you landlubbers out there, okay, he was asleep in the back. Obviously, not the front. The correct term for the front of the boat is the pointy end. He wasn't sleeping in the pointy end. He was sleeping in the back, the stern. But Jesus, this storm comes up, and he's fast asleep. So why is that? Well, prior to the verses we just read, Mark tells us that Jesus had been, he'd had a busy day. He'd been on the side of this lake preaching and crowds of people were showing up more and more to hear this man speak. In fact, so many people showed up that he had to get into the boat and push away from the shore a bit so he could speak to the vast crowds surrounding him. All day he stood there preaching and teaching and interacting with the crowd. So finally, at the end of the day, the boat set sail. They're on the red eye across the lake and Jesus uses this opportunity to sleep, to rest. Because like you and me, he was exhausted. So Jesus takes this moment to sleep in the boat. I know a lot of you are working from home right now. Schedules have changed. Your um, kids are at home. I hope through all of this, you're taking time to rest. Maybe one of the benefits of this time is you can, you can take a nap. In the afternoon, you may be exhausted. Jesus, the, the human part of Jesus was sleeping. So what can we learn then from this interaction between Jesus and the disciples? How does this fit into our COVID-19 world right now? Well, I love this story because I think there's something really key here about the way that Jesus responded. And I think we can learn from this. You see, Jesus, fully human, fully divine, he turns to the disciples and he says, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Now, I don't think he was telling them that they, they shouldn't be afraid. You see, I don't think he was challenging an irrational fear that they had. These, some of these disciples were sailors. They were fishermen. They, they, they'd grown up on the water. They knew how, how dangerous a storm could be. So this wasn't an irrational fear. They, they knew that this was a, a legitimately dangerous situation. The, the water was coming into the boat. They could drown. It's been a bit sad for me as a pastor this week to, to read some stories online. And, and I've read of some churches that have, have met and some pastors who have, who have made the declaration, you know, um, we're still going to meet as a church and we're going to shake hands with each other. And, and we don't care because God's going to protect us and we're trusting in him. I just, I'm not sure that's wisdom. I, I believe that God rescued Daniel from the den of lions. There's a story in the Old Testament about Daniel being in this den full of lions and that God rescued him. I believe that. But if I go to the zoo here in Peoria and there's a sign on the side of the cage where the lions are and it says, do not put your arms through this bar, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna stand there and say, well, God rescued Daniel, I'll be fine. There's a lot of meat on these arms. Those, Daniel, those, those lions will be in for a treat. I, 
I'm not afraid, but I'm afraid of what lions can do, so I'm going to use some common sense. So I don't think Jesus was challenging their irrational fear. Because as fishermen, they knew that this was something to be afraid of, this particular storm. I don't think if we choose to um, adopt social distancing or we choose to, to stay home to, to keep ourselves and our families safe from getting sick, to keep ourselves from um, transmitting germs and maybe making someone else sick. I don't think that's an irrational fear. I think that's wisdom. I think that's common sense. But I think what Jesus was addressing with the disciples here wasn't so much the fear, but where their attention was, where their focus was. They were afraid because instead of focusing on Jesus in the boat, they were focusing on the wind and the waves. I think that's why Jesus said, why are you afraid? I'm right here with you. Now, it would be a different story if the disciples were looking at the wind of the waves and they turn around to, to see where Jesus was and he climbed out of the boat. He wasn't just walking on water now. He's running on water towards the shore. Yeah, at that point, panic. If I'm seeing Jesus running towards the shore, yes, be afraid. But he was right there with them asleep in the boat. And I think this is why Jesus said, why are you afraid? Why choose to focus on the wind and the waves instead of on me? So in the midst of what we're going through right now, with the news updates on the, on the hour, things changing regularly, stories all over our social media, our news feeds everywhere, I want to ask you this morning, I want to challenge you this morning. Where are you focusing? Is your eye on the ball? Are you focusing on Jesus? Are you staying, keeping your eyes on him during this time? Or are you being distracted? Do you, do you find yourself looking at the wind and the waves? Because when we focus on the wind and the waves, that's when the fear starts to creep in. If you're here this morning and you're a follower of Jesus, I want to challenge you. Focus on him. Turn your eyes to Jesus. Look to Jesus this week. Let him be your strength and let him give you the peace and the calm that he promises, the gift that he wants to give all of us. If you're watching this morning, if you've tuned in, and maybe this is your first visit to Connect Church, it's online through a computer screen. And you yourself, you're not a follower of Jesus. And in the midst of some of this fear and anxiety, you, you hunger the, the, the peace that, that I'm talking about, that idea of being able to be calm in the midst of a storm. I honestly believe you can find that in Jesus. If you have a way of commenting right now or sending us a message or uh, um, com connecting with one of our staff here or one of our leaders, we'd love to tell you more about what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus, how you can follow Jesus, how you can experience that peace in your life, that calm in the midst of the storm, how you can know what it feels like to be in the midst of a storm and have Jesus in the boat with you. Because you see, when you choose to focus on Jesus, I believe things change. When you choose to take your eyes off of the wind and the waves and put them on Jesus, I believe things change. You'll see things change in your life. Instead of being affected by the, the wind and the waves of the, the constant news updates and the changes and the uncertainty of what tomorrow will bring, you focus in on Jesus and you discover someone who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
Instead of focusing in on the wind and the waves of the, the stock market or the financial situation or the job market or, or all the things that just seem to be so unstable right now. Instead of focusing on the wind and the waves of those situations, you can focus on Jesus who Paul told us in Philippians that his, my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. God wants to meet all of our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. When we focus on a shaky economy, we can start to find the fear well enough. But when we focus on God and know that he wants to provide all of our needs, it changes the way we feel. We've had some great things happen just in the last week here at Connect. Members of Connect just never cease to amaze me with their generosity. We had a family uh, make a very generous donation, contacted us as a leadership team and said, we want to do this because we know at this time there'll be struggles. We know as a church, you still have a mission that you want to pursue. You still have lives you want to change. And we don't want anything to stop Connect from being able to achieve its mission both locally and globally. So we're going to give over and above. Because we're going to choose instead to, to, instead of hunkering down and being afraid, we're going to choose to believe that God will provide. We're going to focus not on the wind and the waves, but we're going to focus on Jesus. Gave a wonderful gift to help us here at Connect and to help us meet needs of people in the community as those needs arrive, arise. I had a lady contact me just this week. Wonderful lady, follower of Jesus. This, this is somebody who's chosen to, to focus on Jesus and not the wind and the waves. Because at a time where it might think, well, well, just to be on the safe side, we better hoard here. We better you know, store up some more. She contacted us. She said, you know, uh, in my current job, um, I'm not working right now. I'm a teacher, so I'm, um, I'm at home. But I'm still getting paid, so I'm saving some money now on childcare because I'm able to be at home. So I'd like to make a donation. The money I'm saving, I'd like to make that donation to the church. And I'd like you to make sure that that goes to someone else, either in the church or in the community, who maybe they're struggling right now to make ends meet. What an amazing email to get. Just fills me with such um, humility and pride for it. What a great group of people who call Connect Church their church home who've made that choice instead of focusing on the, the wind and the waves to focus instead on Jesus. You know, it does make a difference. It makes such a difference. I think when Jesus looked to the disciples and said, why are you afraid? Do you not have faith? It wasn't because they were fearful of the storm. The storm was a scary storm. He wasn't saying, don't be afraid of this storm, it's nothing. It really was a storm to be afraid of. But he said, why are you afraid? Because I think he was saying, don't you realize that I'm right here with you? I'm right here in the boat. If you choose to focus on me instead of the wind of the waves, it'll change your perspective altogether. Last Sunday morning, my parents were here from England. They, uh, they were actually here for a couple of weeks leading up to last weekend and um, had a great vacation with them. They spent some time with us. And uh, they were actually due to fly back to London um, later in the week. But with all the changes that were coming up and all the, um, everything changing with travel, we, we decided, you know, it's probably safer just to make sure they get home okay to have them fly home earlier. So, so we, we changed their flight and they ended up getting on a plane that was leaving last Sunday morning from Ohio. Hair at 10 a.m. 
So I had to get up at 5.30 in the morning, and uh, we got the car loaded up, and I drove all the way to Chicago with them. I parked. I went into the airport. We got them checked in. We got their luggage sorted. I got them through um, the uh, security checkpoints. Uh, I hung around in the area a little bit just to make sure there was no problems with the plane, that they were going to take off okay. And when, it, when I knew the plane was going to uh, leave without a problem, I got back in the car. I drove all the way back to Washington. So from about 5.30 till probably 12 or 1 o'clock, I didn't get to read the news once. I didn't get to get on Facebook once. And you know what? It was amazing. It was great. And then I got home and I sat down in my chair and I, I opened my laptop and I started to read some news stories and I started to read some. And straight away, I could feel some of those feelings coming back as I started to read some of the things that were happening locally, nationally, globally. And it's like God showed me in that moment, when you choose to focus on me, it changes the way you feel. It changes, the, the fear goes away, the faith grows. But as soon as I took my eyes off of God, as soon as I paused, I started to look back at what was going on. So I want to challenge you this week. Be intentional. Check the news, read, read updates, but don't get swallowed up on it. Focus on Jesus. Maybe shut the computer down and put some worship music on and just spend some time focusing on Jesus. Because when you take your eyes off the wind and the waves, when you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. Let's pray together, shall we? Father, we love you so much. And the more I read through Scripture this last week, I just... And becoming more and more aware of just how often throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, you were trying to teach mankind, trying to teach us to, to, instead of choosing fear, choose faith. Instead of focusing on the enemy in front of us, focus on you who are so much bigger than the enemy in front of us. Instead of focusing on the wind and the waves, focus on you. And I think, Lord, that was the key. The key wasn't that these things we shouldn't be afraid of. Some of them were very scary things. But when we adjust our focus, when we adjust our perspective and we realize that um, you are so much greater than any storm, any situation we will ever face, that's where our faith grows. So help us, Lord, to focus on you, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.